I'd actually bring a ball bag to school, bring it to my classroom, and then after school, I'd go back, walk to the field, and then just play more. That was New England Revolution 2 goalkeeper Max Weinstein, and he's the guest on today's episode of New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. Welcome to New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast, the podcast for serious soccer players and their supporters to help further their development and navigate their way throughout their soccer careers. And now, here's your host, Matt Langoni. Welcome into another episode of New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. Today I'll be joined by New England Revolution 2 goalkeeper Max Weinstein. Max, thanks so much for joining us. Of course, thanks for having me. Absolutely. You're fresh off of training here and more importantly, fresh off of signing a, a pro contract with the Revs and playing for Revolution 2 now. What was that moment like? I know it was about a week ago as we're recording this right now that you that you signed that contract. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a really good moment and something that I'm really proud of and it felt great to sign my first professional contract and it feels like a lot of the hard work I've been putting in is starting to pay off and yeah, I'm just excited to keep going. I think I probably know the answer to this question already, but you were, you had been committed to Vermont, so obviously you you were thinking of that. But when when the when the opportunity arises to to sign that pro contract, is that even something you have to think about? Or I mean, I I honestly love Vermont. I'm really close with all the coaches there, and I really like I just like the place. I I love the state, and my family's there. So, but honestly, my goal has always been to be a pro. So, in that aspect, not really. But it was it was something I thought about, but. Just, it didn't really, college didn't really align with my goals and what I want to do in my life. Absolutely. Now, you, did you grow up in Montpelier? I did, yeah. yeah. That's a great area. What was it like growing up in Vermont, playing soccer up there as a kid? What What was that whole upbringing like? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it's great to grow up there. Something cool about it is that, like, it's kind of, it's pretty condensed. So you can kind of walk everywhere, walk to your friend's house, walk to the field. So when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't join a club team until I was a little bit older, like, I think I joined when I was 12 or 13. Oh, wow. I was a little older. But me and my friends would literally wake up and just we would go to the field. Like in, in summers or when we were at school, we would go like the whole day. And we would just shoot. And they would just shoot on me for the whole day. And we'd just enjoy it, kick around for like, there are days where we were there for like six to eight hours, like every day. Man, wow. Yeah. And then like when, when I did have school, I would I would go before school and, work on stuff and then I'd, I'd actually bring a ball bag to school and literally bring it to school bring it to my classroom and then after school I'd go back walk to the field and then just play more so yeah I was always playing and it's a good group me and my friends we we just grew up playing together all the time so yeah yeah that's some that's some serious commitment at an, at an early age now did you yeah. when you started playing soccer did you always envision yourself as a goalkeeper or did you start out playing field positions and then gravitate towards towards goalie later yeah, I mean, I always saw myself as a goalkeeper, but I would play in the field. I would actually play up top sometimes, score some goals. But yeah, I, I would play all over the place. But I think playing in the goal is definitely where I felt the best. At. How important is it, though, for for kids who want to be goalkeepers to develop those those skills, those foot? I, I see a lot of kids. My, my two sons are still young. And my youngest son is only seven, and he talks about how he wants to be a goalkeeper. And I, I try to tell you, you still need to develop everything else before you just throw yourself in net at all times. I mean, I, I guess that's something you can learn along the way, but how much did you concentrate on being comfortable with the ball at your feet and doing other things before you became a goalkeeper? 
Yeah, I think it's really important actually to to play in the field too, especially at a young age. And like it helps so much with your feet. Not even that too, but just kind of like getting in the mind, I guess, of what a strike a striker would do, I guess. And that kind of like, I guess, helps you read plays better. I think just because you kind of know what what they're thinking, if you can kind of have that edge on them as a goalkeeper, I think that's really important. But yeah, I mean, with with your feet, it's probably the most important thing, and I think that it helps so much your feet what's the mindset of a goalkeeper do you think if you had to kind of say the most important things you have to feel and things you have to think to be a successful goalkeeper I mean at the end of the day you've got to keep the ball and I think a lot of people kind of get caught up especially like especially like in games like kind of how keep the ball the net in different ways at the end of the day though a save's a save but of course you want to be making the save the best way you can in the cleanest way you can too. But at the end of the day, I mean, our job is to keep the ball at the net. So every time I play, I'm playing obviously to win first things to win with my team, but also to do my job and keep a clean sheet. Now the, the MLS next pro season for 2023 just started recently and you made your pro debut last year though, right? Was it last summer? Yeah, it was. Yeah. What what was that moment like? Cause you, I mean, now that you're, you're a, a, an actual pro here, you had already gotten a taste of that, of that. And I know you had, you had trained, I believe with the first team last year as well. What was that like early on just being, going from being a kid who's committed to play at college to then getting that pro experience and now training with the first team? What was that? What was that whole process like for you? Was it intimidating I mean, at all or? No, honestly, I mean, kind of like where, it's where I wanted to be. So when it happened, I wasn't like, I wasn't really surprised or anything. I was just excited to go out and play and win. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just exciting for me. I, I don't really think it was overwhelming or anything like that, but uh, I was just excited and I like playing at the high level. So, How do you kind of see yourself as a goalkeeper, like in, in terms of your biggest strengths and, and what you're bringing to the table out there? I mean, I would just say definitely my biggest strength is uh, my shots on the field, but I think I'm aware I always play to win, and I think that's a big strength of mine, too, encouraging my teammates and helping the team win. And I would think that that shot-stopping is probably born out of athleticism, and you have a good frame, too. What are you, are you about six one, six feet? Yeah, like six one. Yeah. Around. Did you play any other sports growing up, or was it always soccer? I mean, did you play other things that, that kind of rounded out your athleticism at an early age? Yeah, I used to play baseball, actually, when I was younger. I played basketball up until high school. So, yeah, I mean, just, like, being around other sports, I think, helps to seeing, like, I guess, like, different, a lot of different movements, I guess. And I think putting them all together really helped. That helped me with my overall athleticism, too. Now, there's a bit of a youth movement going on with the Revs right now. I mean, you got a lot of guys who are who are still young players. Peyton Miller, obviously, now 15-year-old, right? And uh, you got Noel, Noel Buck and Malcolm Fry and all these guys. What's it like kind of? coming up with all these young guys who are already kind of making an imprint with the franchise i mean it's honestly great i think it's it's great to see all of them do that and it's honestly it's really inspiring too and i guess like when i have a question about something i'll go and talk to like esmir noel jack malcolm brandon i'll go and talk to all of them and we kind of all help each other out i think and it's really motivating to see them because that's where i want to be too so yeah, does that help with, with confidence, too, and just kind of settling in because you have guys who are kind of your peers, guys who are in kind of your age bracket who are going through this thing? I'm, I would I would think that kind of gives all of you guys like a little built-in support system of bouncing ideas off each other's heads. Yeah, 100%. I think it helps a lot, and, and we 
to be able to like bounce off each other, I guess. And I guess pick each other's brains out and ask questions when we need to. I think it's, it's really helpful and it's, it's a big thing for all of us. Right. Now, I think I read you're the ninth Revolution Academy player to sign your first contract with the, with the Revs. I think that, I think that's what I read last week. So that's, that's still not a lot of players have done that. So, I mean, when you, when you take a look, when you step back and take a look at what you've accomplished, I mean, you pretty, pretty impressed with yourself or are you just taking this in stride with, with the process? Yeah. I mean, definitely. I don't want to take away. I'm very proud of myself for what I've accomplished, but I have a lot of bigger goals too. So I think it's really important to keep those in mind too and not get too caught up and too, what's the word, too comfortable with where I'm at because I, I want a lot more, but of course, I'm I'm really happy where I am right now, and uh, I think it was a really good a really good step. But yeah, what are you expecting for this year for 2023? I mean, still a long way to go, obviously, with the season just starting. But is it going to be more taxing on you than other seasons? Do you think is this going to be your biggest challenge yet this this year? The soccer that's ahead of you. To be honest, no. I mean, I, I'm really excited to play with these group of guys. With this group of guys, I think we have a really good team, and really positive too. I think that's a big thing for us. We have a really positive team, and I'm just excited to play with the team and win a lot. Things are going well right now for, I mean, the Revs as a whole. The the first team is at the top of the table in the Eastern Conference. Revs 2 won their season opener. Yeah. Uh, what are what are feelings like around the Revs right now? It must be pretty positive with, with where everything's at right now. Yeah, I mean, both teams both teams are really positive. So I guess... Just being being in both environments, it's really positive and just good vibes all around in both. And I think that makes training a lot more enjoyable for everyone also. But I think everyone's really focused too. I think that's a, an important thing too. But yeah, I mean, everything's good. People people are happy and pushing each other really hard. But yeah, training, everything's been good, positive. What about just things like diet now and just weightlifting and all that stuff does that stuff ramp up now for you i mean is this is it more is your is your day different now in terms of when you get up to when you go to bed or you just is it more just being aware and cognizant of everything you're doing and making sure you're you're i mean that's always been a thing for any athlete however old you are but i feel like once you hit that pro level things ramp up a bit yeah so one thing was with me was that i always wanted to keep i always wanted to work as hard as i can so to be honest, everything before I, I really focus on my diet, I focus on making sure every day I do something to get better. So I think honestly, for me, the most important thing is taking care of my body more. And maybe if if there's a workout I want to do, like really thinking to myself, like, is, is this going to help me perform on the weekend or help me perform in training? So I think kind of just being aware of the workload I'm putting on myself, but I think I've always done really well with my diet i am trying to go to bed earlier <laughs> it's a hard thing to do yeah I like yeah like i want to get on a really good schedule like go to bed at like 10 wake up at 7 every day and then i'm usually and then i get to the facility early and then i usually stay late too so i want to i want to keep it up but i have to make sure that my sleep schedule is really good but it's hard like as a as a kid in high school i mean like my friends are always staying up late too but i right. can't I don't, I don't really do that, but yeah. Well, I was going to say, are you, are you naturally, like, are you a dude who's like a night owl? Do you, I mean, do you kind of like staying up late? Do you, is that kind of how you've been or? Yeah, 100%. And yeah. my mom, my mom is such a night owl too. So <laughs> yeah. But so my am dad I. Isn't really, but, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm weird. I'm like that too. And it's, I feel like I do my best thinking at night. I feel like sometimes I'm yeah, more productive 100%. at night. Like, yeah, you know, it, I it, agree, honestly. But I think I've just been like trying to get into a better routine. Like, instead of being on my phone, like I try to read something like that, which just helps me go to bed early. Right, right. How about when did you, how old were you when you joined the Revs Academy? 16. 16. And you're what? Are you 18 now? 17? I'm 18. 18. So a couple of years ago. How much did the the academy play a role in your development? What what was that like? Did you live in a residency with with the academy? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So you, so you've been down. You you were pretty much immersed in the experience of of being in the academy. What what was that like, and how did it help your development? Yeah, I mean, it it helped me so much. I I can't really put into words how much it helped, but um, yeah, I mean, just getting that type of training every day, and then Jazir is a is one of the best coaches I've ever had. He's a great great goalkeeper coach and. He's done so much for me, and I think his his attention to detail, especially like at a young age, sixteen, not many coaches are like that. But his attention to detail really helped me, and I think he knew that I had the athleticism. So, and he could tell I wasn't I wasn't really coached well before. So, it was more about I I could make I could make the saves, but technically, I just needed a lot of work, and and he really helped me do that with a lot of film, a lot of work, extra work. Right. So I think just the attention to detail really helped me. So, I mean, so when you came in, it's not like you were a project. You were a good goalkeeper. You had athleticism, but like you kind of just touched on, like there were things you needed to sharpen, things you needed to work on. and Big things too, but yeah. yeah well, what, what, do anything stick out really that you felt like that when you came in, you're like, oh man, I'm behind on this. I got to get moving and that, that they really zoomed in on? Yeah, I mean, just like pretty much like my whole set position like was so off. But the thing is like, I could make, I could always, I've always been able to make saves just because I feel like some of that has come natural to me, Sure, I guess, but, but like I couldn't make them in a good way or I was hitting away balls like right in the middle back where they came from stuff like that or not catching balls. But yeah, I mean, some pretty big things, honestly, just like how wide my feet were when I said my hands were all over the place. But yeah, they, they really just helped me get that down. And still something I haven't mastered. I'm working a lot yeah. on it today too, but it's definitely a lot better than when it started. It's funny because like goalkeeping probably looks to someone who doesn't know much about soccer, like a pretty standard, okay, the role, yeah. the role there is keep the ball out of the net, however you can do it. But I, I think it's hard for people to understand positioning and footwork. And, and like you said, your base and all that stuff, just that things that you probably didn't even know. Did you know much about all that stuff before you got to the Revs Academy? How important all that stuff was? Honestly, I didn't really have a goalkeeper coach beforehand. So I would just like watch games and kind of pick up things as I would watch. I watched a lot. And then like my like my friends would shoot on me like all day, every day. So I would kind of just watch things and try to mimic them, I guess. But I would always switch it up based on different goalkeepers, I guess, that right. I liked at different times. But yeah it's it's so big and it's not it's not a lot that people people notice when just watching what's it like living in the residency what was that was that hard to get acclimated to or were you were you pretty comfortable from the start with that honestly right from the start no it was it was really hard actually it was really hard for me to live away from home mm. and it made it really hard for me to play and honestly like the first few months it was really hard for me it was, it was hard to be away from home and it was hard to play so i think there was a little bit of an adjustment period there yeah. So, but I mean, after that adjustment period and I became closer to some of the guys I live with, well, really close to them, actually, then things kind of started to pick up and I started to feel a little more 
comfortable and like myself again. So yeah, that's that tough. Happened. That's tough. I mean, you're 16 years old, right? You're moving away from your family. You're getting used to a, a new environment. And obviously probably those, that adjustment time can trickle into how you're playing too. So that's, that's hard to kind of compartmentalize everything, I would think. But how did you, did your family come down a lot? How did that work? Did you get to see your family much after you moved out? Did they come down and visit? They come down and see you, see you play and all that stuff pretty frequently? Yeah, so they they would come down and they'd come to some games when they could. But I mean, I would I still do. I call them every day. But when we have a few days off, I always go home and spend a few days there when I can. Yeah, a night if I can, just to like catch up for a night. And it's always good to see them. But I always try to see them as much as I can whenever it's available. Right. Do you have any siblings? I do. I have a younger brother. Does he play soccer too? Basketball. Basketball is his sport. Huh? How how old is yeah. he? He's 15. 15? Is he, is he tall? Or? He actually is. I think he's taller than me. He's, wow. I mean, I, I want to admit it to him, but he's taller. <laughs> what kind of hoops player is he? Is he like a, is he a guard? Is he a forward? What's his, what's his, what's his strengths? He's a forward. I mean, he, he's tall, but he can shoot the ball really well. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. So he didn't, he didn't go the same path as you then. He took, he took basketball. Yeah, no. Nah. What do you miss about, do you miss Vermont? Do you miss being up there? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I would just say like, I, I actually really like it. Like it's it's really peaceful, relaxing there. But definitely, my family is a big thing. I miss her and my friends too. Yeah, some of my best friends are some there. But they must. I mean, when when you sign the pro contract, they must be hitting you up with some text messages, right? Your friend. I mean, that's, that must be pretty cool to some of those guys. Yeah, you grew yeah, up with. of course. Yeah, <laughs> and my best friends are from there too, so I always keep in touch with them and talk to them a lot. Nice. And I mean, what's the drive from? So the drive from from Foxborough up there is probably what, like three and a half hours. Yeah, like yeah. three and a half, four, depending on traffic. So it's not bad at all. But. No, no, that's not too bad. Were you like, were you like an outdoorsy guy growing up too? Did you hike and stuff up there? Or did you do any of that stuff? To be honest, it's kind of weird because I would never go with my with my parents or anything. But I kind of just like just started to like it actually. Yeah, I yeah. just I think it's really relaxing actually. But it's funny. I think when we have off a few off days like over the summer and when it gets warm out, I think I'll probably want to go up there and hike hike a little bit. But no, when I was growing up, I didn't really like it that much but my parents would kind of make me my little brother come but you <laughs> always enjoy it at, at the top of the mountain i remember those days when i was a kid too my parents would be like ah oh, so we're gonna go for a hike this weekend and i'd be like oh man but now i i enjoy i think covid kind of got me into it because yeah, there, yeah. there wasn't there wasn't anything you could do so my family we just we just go hike during covid and it was yeah my parents would like i like certain like checkpoints of the mountain they would like give us candy and yeah that's what kept going. <laughs> do you play golf at all no but i actually want to start playing golf I played a, a friend of mine moved up to the, up to Vermont near where Middlebury is, that area. Oh. And we, we probably played some, there's some beautiful courses up there, just nestled yeah. in the mountains. It's gorgeous up there. That's awesome. So what, what are kind of your goals for, for this season and, and, and moving forward? I mean, like, like we've touched on, obviously you're still young and in this, in, in the early stages of this journey. So what's kind of the goals for, for 2023 for you? Oh, of course, when uh, MLS next pro with the team, I mean, I think, my I play to win and obviously to learn and get to the top. But at the end of the day, I always want to win when I'm on the field. So definitely to win, win the league is my goal. And I think we have a team to do it. But personally, I want to win goalkeeper of the month, like two, two times, I would say. And then really like this year for me is, is a lot about learning and just enjoying the process, learning a lot taking the opportunities I get. And then another big personal goal of mine is I saw I've been called to a national team camp. So 
Oh, you ha- you haven't been yet. That's surprising. You, you got to no, be, yeah, no. be pretty close at this point, though, right? I mean, you're going to yeah, be on the radar. I, I hope so, but it's got to keep going. Yeah, that's is that is that a major goal for you? That's that something I, I think I'd read that about. Yeah, that you were uh, maybe I talked. I might have actually talked to you last year and that you might have said that to me, I think, actually. So that rings a bell. Are, are there any goalkeepers that you kind of grew up idolizing might be too strong of a word, but guys that you kind of saw as your as your uh, your role models or are there any? Any people you've worked with along the way that really kind of impacted you as a goalkeeper? Yeah, I mean, definitely growing up, Iger Casillas is someone that I love, and I still watch him to this day, like every day almost. But I just like the way he makes saves and how how relaxed he is in the goal. He's so calm, and that's something that I like to add to my game too. But right now, I mean, training with Georgie every week is, is really good, and I think I learn a lot from him, and he's a great guy and helps me a lot. Right. Are you, are, you a, are you a player who asks a lot of questions to other players, to older players, or are you more just kind of watch them and, and learn from them? I'll definitely ask if, if there's something I see him doing or if there's something I'm having a hard time with. I'll definitely ask because I think, I think asking questions is how you grow. So I'm not, I'm not afraid to ask, and I think it's a big part of my growth. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, congrats on, on the contract, obviously, and, and taking the time with us today, and I'm sure we'll be – We'll be talking to you a lot going forward, and the season's young, so so best of luck in 2023. Of course. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's the end of regulation, so let's move to Extra Time. All right, now it's time for Extra Time, where our producer David Yaz gives me three mystery questions about the game of soccer, and I do my best to, to answer those, those mystery questions. Dave, fire away. All right, Matt. I hope you're prepared. I got three <laughs> doozies for you today. What is your most memorable moment from when you played soccer as a young man? That's a good one. That's a good one. There's a lot of them. It's funny. The, the one that always comes to my mind is actually kind of gross, and it didn't even happen to me. But we, <laughs> Ooh, this sounds good. Yeah, we, we were playing a high, my senior year. We had a high school game late in the season, and our goalkeeper was going up for a, a ball. He was, he was mm-hmm. jumping up for a ball that was bouncing toward him, and he goes up to grab it, and an opposing player goes up as well and just knees him really hard right in the midsection. Oh boy. And he starts throwing up violently all oh, over no. the field. And he's he's and he's fine now. He's fine. He's okay. actually he's all a friend right. of mine. I won't I won't say his name, but he actually ruptured his spleen oh, on the God. play. But but what was memorable about it, there was like four minutes of time left in the in the game. Mm. And it was like that's brutal. I mean he just he he came I think he was playing the, he played the second half and went up for that ball and it was literally just a harmless soccer play that you'd You'd see hundreds of times. Right. Ball bouncing in, goalie jumps up, grabs it, but he just got need really hard, perfectly in the midsection, and it was just awful. And, and would, so what, he obviously came out of the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> did it, oh, man, it would have been great if he finished the game <laughs> did, after that injury. I know. Did uh, it affect the game? No, no, the game was in hand. We won okay. the game, and he actually, he didn't, like, Missed the rest of the season. I think he was. He ended up being fine, and he is oh. fine. And we've actually, I've seen him since then many times, and we've, like, joked about it, but it was like... It was gross. It was bad. I don't know what it is about that play that that sticks out to me. And another one that sticks out to me is also an injury that happened to me. Summer League game, I believe going into my sophomore year, Summer League high school game in Ipswich, game had only been about 90 seconds into the match. Mm-hmm. I slide tackle a kid, take the ball out from him. He continues to just finish his kick mm-hmm. and just drills me right in the face. Oh, man. And my upper lip just... Just separates into two. 
Did he catch you with the spikes? Yeah, it was oh, bad. Boy. I mean, I got, I think I got like 25 stitches in, in my upper lip. And I remember that was right before. It was like two days before the 4th of July fireworks that everybody would go to and yeah. like hang out. And all the, all, the, all the people from around town, I grew up in Beverly. And uh, we went to the fireworks and my lip was blown up to a ridiculous size. And I remember going in there and people being like, what happened to you? <laughs> I'm like, so- soccer accident. My mom was freaking out. We was, mm-hmm. ni- like I said, 90 seconds into the match. And it was just... It's funny, you, there's, a, there's a lot of great memories, too, but for some reason, those injuries Oh, they always my, do. Yeah, I don't know why. They always do. You don't seem to be sporting a scar from that, did you? No. no well, good. I got the, got the facial hair. Maybe that's mask. <laughs> I, no, I don't think I have much of a scar, thank, thank God. So, Yeah, it must have been hard enjoying the cotton candy at the 4th yeah. of July thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. amongst other things, yeah. All right, question number two, Matt. What is the best movie about soccer? Best movie about soccer. I can give you some nominees if you want. I mean... You've got victory. Yeah. You've got what was it? Invictus with uh, yep. with Matt. Damon. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's not. It's not necessarily one that that comes to my mind right off the bat though. What was the one? That, there was uh, the kids movie. Uh, the well, big was it the big green? Oh, that maybe. I loved when I was a kid. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. That I thought of. There was one with a, a dog playing soccer, wasn't there? No, there is. My, my, <laughs> That's I, I just it. looked up the Big Green. It came out when I was oh, a, okay. when I was a child, nineteen ninety five, and I actually I loved it when I was a kid. It's I mean the soccer scenes are terrible. It's mm. you would never. It's not going to be confused with with uh, the English Premier League, but it's <laughs> it's a great movie for kids. I, I actually rewatched it over last summer with my two sons, and I was like, I don't know if how you guys are going to feel about this. It's a, this a kids movie from when I was a kid about soccer, and they both thought it was hilarious. It so was, it you know, holds up all right. It does hold up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's your typical like, oh, okay, we're going to put a team of misfits together and. We'll see what happens, and they end up playing well at the end of the season. They get they 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 figure it out, but it's a bunch of kids who were terrible soccer players all thrown it. Your, your typical yep. feel good kid sports movie. Once the Bad News Bears came out, there had to be a version in every other sport. That's right. Basically, That's Mighty, the formula. And, yep, Mighty Ducks. It was no accent that neither Matt nor I brought up. Ladybug starring Ronnie Dangerfield. <laughs> and the final question for today's edition of Extra Time: When a game finishes in a tie in soccer, Matt, are you disappointed? Or can a tie game be just as fulfilling as a game that doesn't end in a tie? Soccer does take a lot of heat because of the tie games. Yeah, no, nobody likes to see a draw. And I don't mind it. I, I mean, I, sometimes the manner in which the sport is played, I mean, both teams deserve some sort of, of result. I mean, it's not a victory, but, but to walk away with a point or what, or, or from a hard-earned match, I don't mind it. And obviously... When you get to the late stages of the World Cup or, or championship matches, I mean, you have your, your shootouts and you have you, right. they don't end in ties. But for a regular season match to end in a tie, I have no issues with it. I mean, there's something about, I mean, I think I've just gotten accustomed to it in soccer. Like if it was an NBA game or, or college basketball game and it ended right. in a tie or that year the Major League Baseball's All-Star game yes. ended in a tie. And that was, it was bizarre. A disaster. Yeah. 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 Everyone was like, what is this? But. Right. In soccer, just the nature of the sport, I don't mind it. I've never minded it. I know people people who are trying to get into soccer or trying to embrace the sport more, that's one of the things they always come to is, why, why is it going to end in a tie? I don't think it's that bad of a thing, especially for a regular season match. I mean, sometimes both teams deserve it. Sometimes that's just the nature of the game, and it's always been the nature of the game. There was a, a documentary, which I think I told you about before, Matt, on Netflix called Losers, and included the tale of a U.K soccer team that was facing relegation. Do I have that terminology right? Yes. And they needed a tie 
they just needed a tie to avoid being relegated. Mm -hmm. And I can't even tell you what happened. There was a bizarre situation about a a police dog on the field that bit one of the players, which (laughs) which led to like some extra time that actually helped the team fighting to to survive. Yeah, and they managed to tie the game in the final moments, and so. That's a great example of where a tie, I mean, it, it was unusual, but th- that was the most thrilling tie I've, I've ever witnessed. I didn't see the whole game, obviously, but any, but anyways. Right, so that's proof. A tie can be thrilling. You can usually use that adjective for a tie. That's right. So, all right, the results are, the voting is in, Matt, and you have passed the audition. You have successfully survived this edition of Extra Time. Congratulations. Excellent. This edition, we'll see what happens next time. <laughs> Thanks again to Max Weinstein for joining the podcast. I'm Matt Langoni. Thanks for listening. New England Soccer Journal's The Gold Podcast is produced by David Yaz and is a Siemens Media production. You've been listening to New England Soccer Journal's The Gold Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. Or visit anysoccerjournal.com forward slash podcast. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful.